This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Finland is one of the most interesting uh, markets in the world for somebody like me because I'm unemotional. Meaning, marketing to me is just, you know, whether it's outdoor or, or Google or Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram or drawing on a building or a flyer or television, I'm just unemotional. I don't care. I don't love digital. I don't like technology. I like attention. Because if you have attention, then you can tell somebody what you're about. Uh, in Finland, per capita, the usage of Instagram and Facebook in comparison to how much marketing money is being put in there by the companies in Finland is one of the biggest opportunities in the world. The citizens of this country are using these platforms tremendously. The entrepreneurs are building small little things. The problem is, unlike America where the entrepreneurs are winning, so in America, every big company's in deep, for real. Like big company, like every industry, including Pizza Hut and you know Domino's, big trouble because they're spending money on television and outdoor and direct mail, and little startups are spending it on you know on Facebook and things of that nature, and it's happened overnight. Right? What happens here is entrepreneurs start winning in Finland, and then they realize how much it works, and they leave because the market's not the biggest market. So when they see how big the arbitrage is on Facebook, they go to the Nordics, they go to Europe, they go to the US, they go get funding in the US and start up. What that's done is created a very interesting environment here in Finland, in my opinion, which is the, the big companies are wasting money on traditional stuff that got them here. The entrepreneurs are spending money originally but then leave, and you have to understand why I'm so in love with Facebook and Instagram right now. It's a marketplace. There is no floor. You know, unlike when you buy, you know, when you buy an ad on Facebook, if it doesn't work well and you try to spend a lot of money, it stops because their most valuable thing is the person's attention and bad advertising is bad for them. Um, Whereas when you run a bad print ad or radio ad, they'll take your money. Um, And so to me, there's an enormous opportunity Influencers, I mean, when I think about fast casual or food space, like, the, you know, I would probably map all 5,000 people that matter on Instagram in Finland and pay them to give awareness to your restaurants. Like, I, I, think, the, I think the arbitrage in this country isn't, that's why when you said all locations here, I perked up, I was like, okay, they're gonna be very interested in what I have to say. I mean, I would spend 90% of your money on Facebook. You have to, yeah, and I'll tell you why. Because it's a moment in time. I'm, uh, this, uh, my energy is based on resentment and regret. I'm very famous in my circles for building my dad's liquor store in 1996 from three to 60 million with no money because I figured out Google. But the truth is it should have been three to 200 million. I didn't spend enough on Google. Because marketplaces eventually correct. Right now, I know for $4 to $7, I can get in front of 1,000 people in Finland on Facebook and they're paying attention. And in four years, it's gonna cost me 80 and they're not gonna be paying attention. That's it, moments in time. So not that I ever believe spending 90% of any money on anything is the right idea, other than 
if you're in the real estate business, if you're right about the beachfront property, in that moment, you should buy all of it. It's okay not to do other projects. That's how I feel about Facebook and Instagram right now in this country. The question there, is it because the, the average digital spend in Finland compared to the average usage is uh, yes. a discrepancy? Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. And unlike other markets where the entrepreneurs and the venture capital based companies fill the pipe and get the prices up, people leave here. Yeah. Got it? That's the, that's the opportunity. Yeah, that's that, why I'm here. Yeah, that almost makes, <laughs> makes me think that, that now that we're talking about the, the no pizza concept, should we actually be considering or <coughs> creating the no, no pizza concept and just uh, exporting the, the, the uh, buying format and the product? You can produce it almost anywhere, but you wouldn't actually have a concrete space. You would just buy it and consume it whole. I mean, the, the leap there gets more logistically and operationally. I think at its bare minimum, like for example, yeah. the 270 yeah. locations, what's that called again, I apologize? The, that, the first pizza place? C-O-T-I. What do you spend on marketing, what do you spend your marketing money on now to make that company successful? How much is the spread now? On TV, which is Anything, across the board. TV. Out of home, advertising, both digital and out of home. Yep. And then radio. Yep. A little bit. How much is Three million. How much? Three million. Yeah, three, roughly. And how much does TV get? 40%. And then out of home? 10, 12. And radio? 8. And then digital? Uh, digital uh, 35. And within digital, what is it? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I can't give you another. No problem. Yeah. To me, what I've seen over and over again, before I convince the founder of the board to move the big numbers, yeah. usually the 35% is where I focus first because digital itself has a lot of bad stuff. You know, in the way that I think, you know, there's traditional digital and there's 2018 digital. Um, most, most of my clients and a lot of what I see in the world spend it on programmatic and search and banner and, and not enough on social and influencer. And then there's the question of are you doing sales or are you doing branding? Because that's a whole mix in itself. What's the ROI? Is it a transactional in-store foot traffic sale, delivery sale, like how are you breaking up brand? Such a confusion. I've been surprised now going through it the last 10 years. I'm surprised how many people think they're marketing but what they're doing is selling. It's sales. Everything is based on, well it costs us $9 on Google to get this $10 pizza. We make $3 profit, that's not good. What's the LTV? And they're not thinking about the brand or the long tail or the arbitrage of creative or all the other variables that actually play out. I don't buy Nikes because of a sale. I buy it because it won on brand and I think a lot about that. Yeah. And, then, and then how do you replicate what you're, you know, to me the biggest opportunity for you is to figure out how Facebook three minute, two minute, one minute videos subsidize what you're doing on television. 
Once you figure that out, I think you'd be stunned by the ROI. Explain again. I think what you're doing on, te- well actually let me take a step back. On television, are you doing what I see a lot of QSR companies doing? Are, are you doing promotional advertising or are you doing brand? Both. And what, do you, what would you say is the 50-50, 80-20? What What's your gut tell you? Uh, well, now recently it has been, let's say, 75-25. Uh, Promotional. Brand. brand. Mm-hmm. Great. So, you know, to me, my, my belief is that, in this country specifically, that the amount of actual consumption of the commercial is far less than the way it's reported. That, you know, that the math... I don't know if you're using an internal MMM or how you're scoring you know, the success of your television, but the most sophisticated scores of television in, in the US and Europe and other parts, um, they're, uh, they're making too many assumptions of consumption of commercials. They're, the reason they say it works is just the sheer amount of money they spend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I had one friend, I asked him to just turn it off and his, didn't feel the effects of business that much at all. Like, to me, I have a lot of clients. Uh, I had a meeting in the US and she says, well, Gary, you know, I do this. And she goes, Gary, but it didn't work. Digital didn't work, television worked. I go, okay. So I'm like, you know, I just know that that's not true 99 out of 100 times. So I said, let's talk, like I said, to her in the same way. I'm like, give me the details. And she smiled, she's, an, she's amazing, I like her a lot. She smiled so I already knew I was in good shape. She said, okay, well, I go, what, were the, what did you do in the first, she said, we, it didn't work. I said, How'd you, how do you know? She goes, well, in the first quarter of this year, we did digital. Okay, okay. I go, in the last quarter, we did TV. So first I jumped on the fact that liquor sales in the US, 50% of it is done in the fourth quarter versus the first quarter. But that wasn't even it. I thought that was my aha. That was nothing compared to the next thing she said. She said, we spent $484,000 on digital in the first quarter. They spent $8.5 million on television. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, if, you know, it's very interesting how people want to protect what they know or what got them there. Um, I think Facebook videos, first of all, a couple things. Here's what I don't like about television and why I'm obsessed about Facebook. First, I think more people, if you spent $10 million, a million. If you spent a million dollars on television, you spent a million dollars on Facebook video ads, I think that more people would actually see the Facebook. That's number one. Like actually see it. Number two, here's the most important part. There's a very big difference between somebody who makes 150,000 euros a year living in Helsinki and somebody who makes 42,000 euros living in a suburb of how they're gonna associate your brand and what value your pizza brings to them. The fact that television only allows you one piece of creative versus the fact that Facebook can target very specifically and you are able to make eight pieces of creative. If you're 62, and you're 29, I have a funny feeling your brand, Cody, means something different. Your television is just doing one message. So it's the flexibility of scaled context is how I think about it. I'm sure if, let me just finish this and let's jump into it. If I ran a workshop and said, okay, let's talk about the demographics and psychographics of your customers, we probably have seven or eight meaningful groups. Eventually it comes too small. 
But the first group may be 18 to 23 year old males. The second one might be people that make 80,000 a year. Some may be in first in both. But once you get to those eight, if you make two videos per those eight, now you have 16 assets and if you run your media, which I think is more efficient on Facebook, then tell you see where I'm going, how I spend that million in a different way. So yeah, I had a, a related question about the budget. So one of the problems that we econometric studies about marketing efficiency in Finland runs into with digital is it's hard to do digital a lot. We have 95% brand awareness in Finland. So we, our issue is not going into areas where we'd have higher, for higher brand awareness. Um, availability, opening hours, uh, group dynamics dictate whether our marketing is efficient or not. If the shop's not open, if, if it's too far, if the queues are too long on a Friday night, there's very little we can do. Um, also, we sell to half of Finland. So we still tell to a lot of nurses and taxi drivers and unemployed people and what have you. It might be an opportunity from a segmentation point of view, but the point is how do you do uh, social media marketing a lot? I, we, we know that we, we can spend 50K on it easily and be efficient. How do we spend half a million? Well, I would how do we spend yeah. 1.5 million? So that, that's what it runs to. If it's awareness, our logo needs to be everywhere, our message needs to be heard, that's fine. But we only have so many times of the week when our market is going to be tactically efficient and we have 95% brand awareness. Well, in a world where, you know, a couple things there. So that's great, I appreciate it. So, first of all, in a world where you have 95% brand awareness, if you're spending 75% of your 45% of your marketing budget on TV brand, you're already broken. Like, period. You've already wasted almost half your money. Right? Like if you really think about that, you're doing 75% brand on 45% of your overall allocation on television in a 95% awareness marketplace that's confined like that, that's already just the wrong strategy. Number two, I would argue, first of all, scale is not an issue for, for Facebook, it's just not. You know, this is a very common question that I, I reach, like Facebook has more scale, it actualized consumption in Finland than television does actualized consumption. Facebook, when you add Instagram with it, has more scale. So you could, back to your point, if you want to do, which based on what I'm hearing right now, and obviously I'm just picking up cues here, already doesn't feel like the right move for you um, based on those metrics that you just fed me. Um, but you could, you, know, you could spend an enormous amount of, uh, of your allocation on Facebook. The problem to your point, and it's a smart point, is at $50,000 you may like the CPM costs. At $400,000 they they're gonna go up and you're not gonna like them as much. To me, when they're actualized, and this is the most important part of this conversation, they're dramatically cheaper than remnant television. Because we're making, again, like I said, we're making too much assumption on what's actually being consumed on that 30 second spot. Plus, back to my prior point, the creative is not relevant because you've got one vanilla message for the entire country. Even more exciting to me, to your point, and you, you picked up on it, is if you're talking about opening and closing and things of that nature, the number one most effective thing I'm doing in the US is running one mile radius of Walmarts and Dollar Generals and Sonic restaurants, back to your business, and Ruby Tuesdays, back to your business, 
when you get into one mile radius and things of that nature, you don't need to be wasting your dollars in, at the same level. You know what's incredible? You, the, the flexibility of a platform like Facebook is you, I think of it as day trading versus long-term mutual fund investing. You know, you're talking about very narrow things. You could, back at home, be turning the levers based on all sorts of variables, including if you're talking about long lines and things of that nature. Like, I mean, the, the amount of granular flexibility that you can spend your media based on the realities of your day in and day out business is pretty remarkable including event marketing, traffic behaviors. I mean, pretty incredible granular stuff. You know, we were just at a... They're, they're doing individual marketing and I think that's where it's all going. Now they're in a different place financially and, and sophistication, um, but that is where it's going and I think getting it from blunt, bloop, like marketing to as close as you can get to that individual basis. Individual meaning going towards the customer. They have a great advantage that you and I don't have, which is like everything lives within their ecosystem. They see every behavior. That's something that you're not going to be able to get to. But on the flip side, if you're doing 10% of your transactions now done by a mobile device, you're starting to pick up real data. You're going to be able to do some pretty remarkable things and lapsed users and things of that nature. You could do some pretty great stuff. Uh, once you start targeting more accurately, like yes. you predicted, uh, how important is the creative part? It's uh, the va- it's be, the variable. Should we be spending more money on on, on creative? Yes. Okay. Now, <laughs> here, but but here's the problem. It's not fun for us business people. I don't like it. I hate being at the vulnerability of creative. It sucks. It sucks to spend eighty thousand dollars, make something great, and then it doesn't perform. Unfortunately, it is the variable of success. One Facebook YouTube video for Dollar Shave Club created a billion dollar exit. Where's the beef? Just do it. Massacre priceless. Those are real things. The problem is, it's all the same rules of television apply. The problem is we have so much more data to see what's working and not working. So we're holding the new world to an accountability that we don't hold the old world to. So uh, a question about loyalty. Yes. That's one of our things. If we got more loyalty, we we get the loyal customers to buy at times when the queues aren't that long. I.e. that when they buy seldom, they always buy on a Friday night or a Saturday night when all the restaurants are busy anyway. So it's harder to sell more. We get more loyalty, maybe we'll get them to buy on a a Wednesday night. Uh, The other thing that... The other thing, I apologize real quick before you move on. That to me is another argument for Facebook. You're able to run more Tuesday, Wednesday promotion because when I, what I love about it is when you have flexibility, you can map it to the reality of your business. For you and I, what's tough about some of these bigger marketing things is it's upfront and it's gone and there's no flexibility. So not only that, I'll tell you what's really amazing about your business is weather. Yeah, yeah it's, a good it's a huge variable. So again, you know, to me, when you understand your business, you could be spending it on, you know, this is rare weather I hear, so I'm very excited. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I think one of the other things to think about is, is the flexibility. I agree with you. Like, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday thing, you know, super fascinating to me. One, targeting those, you have first-party data now, right? You have those 10%. Running them in Facebook and Instagram to drive transactions Tuesday through Thursday, or I don't know how you built your app or what the product is, just direct messaging and things. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, to me, you want 100% mobile usage if you can help it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you should incentivize it at all costs. Yeah. 
Any other ideas on, on loyalty? Uh, incentivize at all costs. We're doing this for my dad's liquor store now. We're basically pricing things fundamental. We are basically forcing you to give us your data. Meaning, I, I think that you guys have the ability, I would look at your highest profit margin items and come up with Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday sales predicated on them buying that only if they do it with the mobile de- and just start, I, I would start jockeying your products to force behavior to get them into the system because that data is more valuable than the profit margin. Your second question. Yeah, I forgot. I have a question, yeah. From my experience, uh, Facebook is more brand and Google is more transaction driven. I think that's right except that we're starting to see a lot more DR capabilities in Facebook for the most sophisticated. Okay. okay so, but you still would but suggest, in our case, I, where we have 95 brand awareness, that we would still spend 90% on Facebook. Yeah. Why? Because I think that it's clearly, based on what I'm hearing, the place that you, first of all, Compared I'm. Compared to Google, then. There's, there's, yeah, there's a couple things. One, uh, I think that there's two things that are super interesting. You know, again, this is, let me answer, this is intuitive and let me break it down. Number one, I think that uh, there's 95% brand awareness and then there's 95% brand awareness. You know, there's, there's, a, there's assumptions here of our brand awareness that I, I'm sure are right when they're at those numbers, but there might be a bigger delta than we realize. I'll give you a, a, like a t- 30 years biggest pizza chain in the, in the country. Understood, I, I believe that. Uh, I think what's happened over the last seven years, and, and this, by the way, I'm making this answer based on Coca-Cola. Mm. So I think that no matter how successful you are, you're not more successful than Coca-Cola in America. And I think when we looked at their Gen Z and Gen X numbers, they were, they were staggeringly surprising. Because I think when you start thinking about a 25-year-old in, in Finland, you might be stunned how little they've ever, now, they're gonna know it because you have a lot of locations, I get it, but they may not know it the way you think they know it, is number one, and then there's contextual brand awareness. One of the great things about 95% brand awareness is 95% brand awareness. One of the terrible things about 95% brand awareness is 95% brand awareness, meaning there's a lot of people that have a certain point of view on your product that is entrenched. Might just know the logo. They're, they're just entrenched. Yeah, yeah. What I, and I don't know. I mean, I'm shooting so blind right now. Yeah, I'm, yeah, try, yeah. I'm trying to bring so value. More, uh, the, the, but real quick on that, my friend, just let me finish this. Yeah. Your ability to, at scale, back to the seven segmentations, change perception to create more percentage of wallet and better LTV is far greater than I think most people realize. That's how big, so a lot of what I would probably, if I was really deep, a lot based on what I'm hearing, we've had a very unprecedented run with Budweiser in America uh, this last 18 months. After 14 years of declining, we've been able to turn it around while all the trends are going the other way. Craft is exploding against all odds and it's been 100% based on a lot of these theories. One, moving them from television to Facebook. Two, tapping into relevance. Three, they're starting to do a lot of different skews that we're tapping into, and it's psychology. Military, baseball, we're playing a lot of those different things, and I think all companies can benefit from that. And again, the biggest thing that I wanna make sure that you guys understand is it's just because I know it's gonna go away. (laughs) That to me is, that's the pricing is gonna go away. It's already gone in the UK. 
hundred percent. Our competition is that we are, we're three hundred, but there are something like eleven or twelve hundred uh, pizzerias in Finland which don't pay tax, which is single entrepreneurial <coughs> run, you know, business. Uh, and they they serve a pizza with a sixty up to sixty percent cost benefit because they don't pay tax. They procure their stuff order from wherever. They don't pay uh, uh, you know uh, employer costs and that kind of stuff. And they will sell a pizza for four ninety, five ninety, six ninety. The only way for us to tackle that market is to introduce a coupon campaign where you can get the 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 rare pizza for seven ninety, which just about breaks us even, or if, even if that you know. So. That that's the biggest market. That's that's the biggest challenge. We're against criminals and tax evaders, <laughs> who, who who at the prices would not never be able to even you know pay for their cost, not to mention a profit. You know and that's a fact. And we need something there. How would we use any engine to be able to approach the kinds of people who elect to go to Do you, uh, an illegal? Have you? Or I understand. Have you guys debated a different brand to attack that world? Because I think the danger that you'll go down if you attack that world is diluting the brand, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've, all, we've all been stuck doing that. I've done it, uh, all my friends have done it, all my competitors have done it. The dangerous thing that you just set up in my mind that I'm sure you're trying to thought, think through thoughtfully is one, FSI's couponings <laughs> dilute a brand. Two, going there will dilute everything else you're doing where you have more margin. I think one of the things to debate is to rethink you know, I know you're thinking about the no and you've got the Mexican thing. You've got a lot going on here, so I have a lot of empathy, uh, but it's very entrepreneurial, so that makes it exciting for me. You know, I, for me, my natural intuition is to go very far down the path of creating a, a different brand to attack that market because I'd be too fearful to completely collapse. I mean, the amount of people who've lost this game and much more sophisticated, bigger global QSRs have been destroyed by you know, seeing the scale underneath them, yeah. being seduced by that, going down there and then giving up everything on the above. So, so our best coupons or annual coupon campaigns take sales up to, you know, it's an injection of up to 34%. What happens with the LTV of those people? Do you have any sense? Uh, well, we don't, we can't. Soon you will, when maybe. We can't differentiate between, you know, who buys it, but we just know that it's the price sense. The first. I'm just saying that. No, I get the it. Base, the base case, like the baseline for our uh, marketing in a previous study two years ago was 86%. So our marketing only explains 14% of our sales. Meaning that, you know, where the shop is open and where the shop is and what have you, if we can deliver, how long the queues are. You know, it's such, so dominant. Our marketing only explains about 14% of our sales, but when we have an, a coupon campaign, we have an injection of 32, 34%, which gives you a, 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 some kind of a, an idea on, on how big the challenge is with the price. I don't, I don't think it's a challenge. I think it's a decision you guys have made to pander to short-term math. Now, that may make sense because you might be selling the brand to a PE for, I don't know what's happening here, but that's no challenge. That's the, I would argue that's the norm. What you just described is 99% of the businesses I see because 99% of the businesses I see have to pander to short-term math, whether it's the entrepreneur's yeah, ambition okay. to take so cash out of the system we, or Wall Street. How can we do it? Couple ways. In a modern way. We yeah, a couple ways. With paper couponing. So first of all, first thing, I, to your point, I would inject immediately making the next campaign a mobile-only coupon. I would force through paper over time into your own system because you'll be able to do so much more. So I would literally use paper 
Think about this, this is funny. It's, by the way, talk about eating your own dog food. Literally, literally yesterday morning, I approved a direct mail piece, which I rarely do, uh, to, for my dad's liquor store, where it's only about getting them into the mobile club card, which is in your wallet, you know, the wallet app. Um, so I'm literally te- you know, giving the advice I'm taking. I would make the next big, so how often do you do that? Well, we have the next one in the next June, which we have decided yeah. to do only digital. digital. We, we dropped the po- paper coupons out of that campaign. Yep. But I don't know how much is the, you know, the media investment now for the digital coupons versus you know, together with paper and each other. To me, getting them into the mobile device and, and owning all the data is so valuable that I would, you know, again, depending on your finances, depending on your long-term finish line, I would be willing to lose money to get them in because once they're in, you don't have to spend all the money on paper or digital ads, you're remarketing within yourself. The reason I use the wallet is I'm using an app called Pop Wallet. So the club card is in their wallet, the way your flight, Finair stuff is, but it also gives me the ability to text, to text message them and push notify. You know, you get a push notification. So I've amortizing down my advertising costs because I've got them in the funnel and I got the first party data. In essence, I don't give a like to me, it's especially because it's my family business for my dad, he's gonna keep it until he dies. So to me, if I can amortize it over 20, 30 years, right? I, I, I think the biggest piece of data that I don't have sitting in this room is the macro long-term financial ambitions. Whether it's, tra- if you're not looking to transact on that business, Cody, in the next five years, I would go so hard and spend so much to just keep the lights on but get all the first party data in because you back to 95% and owning the market. Yeah. I, I just wanted to ask both of you and Gary, uh, isn't this also the brand awareness problem completely? You're saying you know, we have the competing against illegal pizzas, right? Uh, and me, I'm a user of Cotton Pizza, I was. And to me, no matter how green you make it and how green logos you introduce, which you have done recently, my brand awareness is from 10 years ago. You can't change it. Right, that brand awareness is there and it's killing. Like we learned it already. Yeah, so tell me, tell, talk to me. You, you know, said killing and you said was. So, you know, talk the, it out. So what, why were you why? Cheap beats of bad ingredients. Right? Okay. But now you're not cheap anymore because you have other pizzas and you have to try, you're trying to make good ingredients but I'm still I'm putting you in the same box with all the guys who are cheap pizza bad ingredients but you're not cheap and you look green but I don't know if you're green I'm not going there. Right, so the brand awareness is actually hurting you. And so to me the biggest thing so is... I, I agree with Gary, like new brands. Well, what, it, what excites me about what you're saying for me and as we're breaking this apart is, okay, how old are you? Uh, 32. Good. I, I'm telling you right now you have no chance of getting him on television commercials. No, it's getting half your money. I don't have television. I, I, the last time I saw TV was five years ago. You just have no chance. Like, we, do you, have you guys looked at the OTT numbers in Finland? Like, like it's over. So to me, that's exciting because I'm like, okay, he's a 32-year-old dude who can afford it, so we need to make contemporary creative that's a two-minute, like maybe it's, like first of all, you have a very big asset. Him in a video being like, I know what you think, but let me tell you the truth, da 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 that has a way better chance of changing his brand perception back to the 95% what's good and bad about it my intuition, again, as I'm building blocks here of knowledge and context, it feels super right to me where I'm going. And I'll tell you why, because it's, it's working for everybody, 
Because what I think everybody's struggling to comprehend is that it happened, not that it's happening. It happened. It's over. Yeah. Back to like digital coupons, it scares me too because programmatic banners, pop, all that stuff, that can get very, I have the same scrutiny of programmatic right. as I do about you know, television. Do people actually see it? <laughs> Forget the photo. Yeah, this is business. This is much more interesting. <laughs> this is what they. This is what they care about. Yeah. The, the challenges that we are facing because the, the past three four years have been uh, really fast growing. We Good. came from a bankruptcy into into being the <clears throat> shiniest. Uh, That's great. Of the block. And why did that? Ha- why did that happen? Well, there are several reasons, but I mean. Uh, uh, you, you get lost on the way how much is a lot. Because we've, we've doubled the size within three years. Locations With or the revenue? Same locations. Or sales. actually fewer locations. It's great. So double the sales. Why? Uh, average ticket sale? Both. Both. Traffic and, and average tickets. And also uh, the whole redesign of the restaurants. Yeah, it's great. But I mean, you get also lazy in thinking that the, the formula that got, got us there. Of course, uh, success is the yeah, biggest vulnerability. The, yeah, well, that's the success of I get I, it. I, I feel, or I think that we feel that 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 uh, we won't double it with the same medicine. So I mean, this has been brilliant already. So that uh, the marketing plans that we've been discussing about for the for the coming year or the rest of the year is that I need. I think that we need to break the formula again. And let me there tell you, great let, elements, but this has been let me tell you one thing that's great about this world as well. Unlike a lot of other worlds, there's you don't have to do it up front. Yeah. So you, what I would recommend is you know that's what's so great. You can the media can be spent very, very, very targeted and at low numbers. You can start with ten and twelve and nineteen thousand dollars for that week or things <laughs> that and really what's great about your business, unlike a lot of CPGs, is you're going to see it. You, have, you do have that. You do have your foot traffic and the average sale data. So question, organizing, if you, um, if you go and you change um, media agency as your partner with social media advertising versus doing it yourself? Preference is always yourself. You know, I mean. Can you do it with a media agency? Would you go like 100% your, You can, but I would highly recommend, I mean the reason my agency's having so much success is because it's independent and it wants to buy brands and businesses. You know, you gotta make sure you, like to me, the answer is you can. Yes. First of all, somebody has to know, somebody here has to know what they're doing yeah. because if the judge isn't knowledgeable, whether it's internal or external, you're vulnerable. So I would say that's number one and I would argue for both you two at least from what I'm gathering here, need to spend 20 hours, I mean it, reading or watching videos. You have to be knowledgeable about this. Communication is the number one most important thing that is just the way people decide at the end of the day. So I think, you know, I think that first it starts with that but my preference is always internal. So people always laugh that I give that advice because I have a company but it's better. Like why pay a VIG if you can do it? I think the problem is this skill specifically, the reason people are struggling is it's such a valuable skill. Usually people leave and so that's why they've gone with agencies but I would definitely not work with a publicly traded company. If it's owned by one of the holding companies, you're dead. That I've learned very obvious because they're trying to make margin. They're publicly traded. 
So if there's an agency you're working with but it ladders up to WPP or Omnicom, you're finished because they're gonna spend your media to make the most margin for themselves, not for you. What I'm hearing you saying is that, that actually the thing that we were talking about earlier was that, that, that uh, it's more from the planning to doing in a way, so it's more tactical and, and just, <coughs> just being all over the place in a way. Am I, am I correct? Am I hearing it, you right? I think a lot of people, you know, it's funny. You're, you're hearing it right. Yeah. I find it fun. It makes me smile. People think what, what it is is all over the place, throwing things on the wall, schizophrenic. No, no, I think no, it, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. it's practical. Yeah. I, like, like yeah. to me, it's practical, yeah. but I understand why it feels all over the place because it's not the way, you know, it feels different. But to me, it makes sense. For example, in America, I do this all the time. Like, if you're, ta- if you're trying to sell something to an African-American family, it's a good idea to have African-Americans in the video. <laughs> <laughs> That's what TV doesn't do. Like, why can't you guys make a video of two sisters going to the store and then targeting like women that have sisters? I mean, it's, it's a lack, it, I would promise you this. If they spend 20 hours each and actually understood what Facebook actually does and how it actually works, you would never debate it any other way. It's literally the lack of education that is holding back organizations from it. Or other financial rationale, like your agency partners coming in and showing data because they can't make as much margin on Facebook as they can on television. I just love it. I mean, think that you just blew our latest three hours. You haven't touched on the SEO anything? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, to me, SEO is table stakes. Like, it's important. Like, you, you should have it there. But as you can see, like, even my energy, to me, a couple things with SEO. One, it's on its last half because voice is going to kill it. Like, search is going to be completely dismantled by voice over the next decade. So that doesn't have anything to do with what you care about with sales next year and next year. Um, but when you have 95% brand awareness, if you do, as you say, to me, search is not the place where you're going to get pay dirt. Mm. You're probably spending some there. You're probably organically doing your thing at some level. It's not the buying behavior of what I see with pizza consumption globally or other things. What you need is, a back to his point, you need a perception change on that 95% or promotional oomph. That doesn't, you know, as you said earlier. Yeah. Uh, but if search will go voice, then we won't. You'll be in deep. Then Facebook ads wouldn't either be really, really good. No, I think what Facebook is is passive content consumption. What's to, you said it right. Search is intent-based marketing. It's intent. When I can say, Alexa, send me a pizza, this is why I want you to buy, build a brand. Because the next thing, again, I don't know how long you're holding, again, I'm trying to be very business here, but if you're holding this on for a while or when no, no pizza, it sounds like, especially if you're starting it and you're going global, in seven years, when across the globe, people are saying, Google, send me a pizza, they better say, Google, send me a no pizza, because if they say, Google, send me a pizza, it's either gonna cost you a fortune for the lead gen ad, or Amazon's gonna own a pizza company, or have a private label, or, you know, there's a lot there. All of that, probably. All of it, all of it, which is why building brand matters. My, my concern is, based on the way you're spending media and based on having the assumption of 95% awareness, I don't think your brand is contextual or as contemporary as you think it is to the seven to 10 most meaningful segmentations that drive your business. That would be my intuition. 
with the limited data that I have. And more importantly, what I love is it doesn't cost a lot to go out and learn it and try it. The thing that you're not gonna like is the creative get cost against it. The media, over in, in a year, you'll be blown away by the media efficiency and your world's gonna go upside down. Instead of 80% on media, 20 on creative, you're gonna start realizing it's more 50-50. The scary part is you have the math to show you that of the 50%, 80% isn't gonna work, which is gonna with everybody here that cares about math, but what you don't see is that the 20% of that 50% done right pays for all of it. I need to ask one more question. Sure. What about uh, the, the people not using core Facebook but just using Messenger? So Messenger, that's a great question. I would, uh, great, uh, thank you for asking that. I think Messenger is a really important place for you to look at because you can use AI and probably supplement an enormous amount of what you're doing from the ordering and the app standpoint. I think Messenger is an incredible product. That's what we have yeah. to start with the chatbot ordering. It's yeah, great. You know, but I'm, I'm talking about advertising and how do you go yeah. like heavy into like, again, how do you spend 500,000 on Messenger advertising. I wouldn't because I don't think you can yet. Because yeah, exactly, it, but that's the question. Yeah. You know, core Facebook usage going down, prices but it's, coming but, up. But it's Maybe not yet. But, it's not, but to your point, we'll worry about that when it happens. Like, on a, on, you know, to me, I'm not worried about 2020. It's why yeah, I even yeah. hesitate. Yeah. One year, yeah, to, again, I said it earlier. I'm unemotional. Like, if you told me Facebook and Instagram and Twitter are gone tomorrow, I'm like, cool, what's, where, where's everyone, where did everyone go? Uh, <laughs> last question, I yep. think, then we have yes. to. And, uh, is it yours? Well, I, I, would love to, <laughs> I would love to hear from Gabby, you know, because we, we juggle a lot of food concepts. And as we speak about food, we live and breathe. Yep. What's your take on future food? I think the customer is disproportionately educated. And I think that is the only thing that I would spend time on. I, I spent a lot of time, my business partner, Steve Ross, is, a, worth $14 billion, he bought into uh, you know, Michael Chang, and a bunch of, uh, Danny Meyer, I'm very close to, I own a company called Resi, R-E-S-Y, which is a global leader in this space. This is a space I'm very fascinated by. Here's my punchline. Number one, if you, follow my, if you follow current trends, you'll always lose. So for example, if you ask me the, if, I, if you said to me, Gary, You've been adopted by us, and now I moved here, and now I live here, and now I I have to open up one. The yeah. first co- the company I'd be working on right now with the team is something that is not healthy. I think that I think what you need to think about is the customer knows everything, but all customers don't need the same things. So I think we're all going down the same path of healthy this, that, and the other thing, which creates supply and demand. It's the way I think about marketing. You know, so I think the white spaces, like in a world that is very complicated and we have all these issues, it's been very fun for me in the last year to watch mothers care a little less if their kid's having something unhealthy to eat in a world where they're worried about racism and bombs and, like, it's funny how the, you know, we get caught in our current. So if I told you anything as you're thinking about (coughs) concepts, it gets very easy to get seduced by the current trend without realizing that in four and a half years that ball has moved and that if you actually look at the data, the amount of unhealthy food consumed to the amount of healthy food is not even close and more importantly, can you kind of take ownership of, of indulgence or escapism? I would say escapism with food is very interesting to me, which is like, it's okay to have a Sunday. As a matter of fact, it's a good idea. 
you know, stuff like that rings true to me. Everybody's trying to do salads and kale and vegan and it's great. And by the way, it will continue to grow, but everybody's going there. Quadruple bacon on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> I think his point's the one that I, it's, you know, it's always dangerous to do a focus group of one, but I will say this. If you asked me on paper what's probably happening, that is a lot more real than you'd like to understand, especially in the face of success. It's where the opportunity is. And I think the biggest thing is your communication is missing a lot of people because it's blunt objects. It's, you know, it's, like, it's like why the US struggled in Vietnam. If you drop bombs but everyone's hiding, you're not getting them. And that's, what, that's how I think this is. You have to go. On the ground. Yes. And in seg- again, the key, and I'll say it again, it's the framework my whole company is going to work on. It's a kind of a mix of the old world, my old world, that's what I grew up with, and the new world. You sit and say, how many groups matter? College kids. You know, people of 40,000 income because it's a low cost food. Like you, make, you just keep writing every group. And then you look at it and go, okay, we've written 38 groups. People that like sports. It could be psychological. It could be women. It could be demographics. It could be 29 to 34-year-old women. You just write them all of what you know and then you decide how many are actually meaningful. So you have 49 of them. You get it down to six and then you make two, three videos for each of them. That is a very fertile opportunity for you in this market. So that's the recipe for for the next double. And you have the video star already. Yeah, we do. No extra cost. I would, exactly. I, I, I'm telling you, I would use him. Yeah. I would use him because one of the other reasons I'm here is entrepreneurship is a very, unlike other places like let's say Southeast Asia where it's outwardly on a pedestal, it's very intriguing to me the psychology of the Nordics. Entrepreneurship is on a huge pedestal, just quiet. What was and the so most I think, amazing thing that you saw today? Um, I just, I, I literally flew in, slept, and came right here, so okay, I haven't seen yeah. much. Okay, I mean, okay, so I, I, I saw enormous it. amounts of happiness on the citizens' faces because of the weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most amazing thing so far. So, yeah. but, Brilliant. Yeah. but I think he's a bigger asset, and I think you won't put him on a commercial, but putting, if you, if you make a video targeting 25 to 35 year old Fans of, entre- fans of entrepreneurship, it's especially if he told the truth. If he took it the truth, right now the truth. The and recorded it live, to me, I'd be like, okay, that changed. 100%. Especially, right? especially. If he right took out his phone right now and made a live post yeah. to Cody Pizza, to the audience, I'd be like, wow, they're actually doing stuff. Instead of like, I, I can see when you spend money. 100%, it would work. Especially if he addressed something with truth. I don't know what you're, you know, something, you know. (coughs) I wouldn't go like everybody's uh, criminal route. Not about the competition, I would take it insular and there's something absolutely there. Or ask a question. Again, Facebook, Instagram ads, 25 to 35 year old male, I would do the first one, people that are into entrepreneurship. If he just said, hey, with technology now, I can listen what do you want from us? What can we do? You just get free content. Like you'll get free feedback. They'll feel a part of it. And then if you guys did one thing that everybody said, one thing. 
this music, this color, this wallpaper, this influencer to show up at a store and you showed that you listened and then if you made, watch how I'm doing it. So he did that, you got comments, then you make a two minute video and it's a voiceover. Our CEO went out and asked the citizens of of Finland what you need from us. And then imagine the video, it's showing him talking and then you responded and showed all the comments and we've acted on it. So you circle one where you change the music and then it shows you guys in a meeting with the, the best DJ in, in Finland and he's talking or she's talking and then, you do, like, and then you run that ad, that two minute video of it's very meta. You can build. That's how it works. I see him getting okay. impatient, but before you leave, can we, can we have a group picture? Yeah, this is a good, this is a good yeah. I, I just want to say from Arctic Startup, it's like plan less. Well then Gary, thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah, good luck Did to you. Plan this Guys, thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. It would mean the world, and I mean the world, if you could go and leave a rating on iTunes. Your word of mouth is my oxygen.